0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how I many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't, blacks don't have do black have having the businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Blacks won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up. As I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out understand the nature of race which is economic if you if you build the first floor it's economic build your businesses and your industries control buildings in industry and put that pools in your money and hold that money and it's a and practice group economics <clears throat> with it Arab and Asian money bounces eight, 12 to 13 times or at least Jewish money bounces 18 times black folk got learn how to practice group economics black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate it. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they over-incarcerate when they, when they over you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March but what? Who cares? Marching has never changed anything.
2: Okay, time for another installment of It's My House. And today's podcast is titled Four Houses. The Homeless Prevention Plan. Once again, the title of today's podcast is Four Houses, The Homeless Prevention Plan. Phone number for the live stream, uh, we do a 30-minute live stream today, 619-768-2945. 619-768-2945. Yesterday, we did uh, just a trending topic, uh, sports, uh semi sports I guess uh podcast uh basically on uh you know stuff from from Colin Ka- Kaepernick. And one of the people that called in to listen uh for maybe about five minutes or so um, had a complaint. Uh, and it got me to thinking now Because this person, let me explain, she basically said, uh, you know, why talk about millionaires or trillionaires uh, when you've got poor people or people that need housing, particularly affordable housing? Now, I'll give you a little bit of backstory on this person without naming names. Since 56... And she had an RV. And, um, matter of fact, before she had the RV, because she's a very resilient person, uh, I think she was renting a house and uh, got evicted or was about to get evicted. So, being resilient as she is, she bought it, got some money together, and bought an RV, fixed it up. And she has two or had two cats Uh, that was you know her little immediate family anyway the RV for some reason caught fire and in the fire one of the cats which is her family perished in the fire so she lost her home just like that lost her home and she has a little social capital so she was able to uh, Uh, communicate through uh, Facebook and um, somebody else she knows had a house uh, where so she's got a roof over her head with some running water. Um, And that's, you know, overall the backstory of that. So I, I got this thinking this morning, probably no more than an hour ago, about her situation. And our school, which is titled uh, the name of our school is Jake Rector Energy Academy. One of the classes that we'll be teaching, and it, it's not we don't do academics. We do real world stuff, teaching how to pe- people how to build a house without bank financing. Now, inspired by her <clears throat> vent yesterday, I got to think. You know what? Even if a person's not homeless or hasn't experienced a life changing moment like a fire or any type of life changing thing which can leave anybody homeless instantaneously, I thought about a state plan. I thought about, you know what, what if a person was taught in school or home, either way, to have a plan that would prevent homelessness? So they don't teach prevention in a lot of things in grades 1 through 12 or even in college or graduate school or even the professional schools. Now, law school have a – or you don't even have to go to law school – a state planning. So I was thinking, you know what, if a person had this – my friend or anybody If you have a roof over your head, or even if you don't have a roof over your head, but you know what? You can't... It's best to anticipate some things that might happen, and if they do happen, you'll be good. Thus, the title of this podcast, Four Houses. What if she... Because when she went from the house and was about to get evicted, she got her resource together, did some yard sales, got the money together to get an RV and fix it up and make it a home. It was real nice. All right? But while she was in that mode, keep on getting it. Get, Get another house. Get another house. Get another house. Four. You get now here's the four the four houses strategy, which I suggest everybody, I mean everybody, do. And that's what we're gonna do retreats on this. The first house you live in, that's your roof, that's the roof over here. The second house that you have, you might rent it out or you just might leave it empty. That's your go-to house. That's your backup house in case something happens with your primary residence. Your third and fourth houses, you rent those out. You rent those out. And those pay for the expenses that you might incur with house one and two and put money into your pocket. Because she's broke. she doesn't have a source of income. I mean she can get one, but it, it's it'll be earned income and you know you know she doesn't have to change the clothes They got burnt up. She's gonna wearing well as of yesterday wearing the same clothes for twelve consecutive days. So your third and fourth house are your income generators that gives you passive income. you don't have to work at nine to five to do that. You know, you got money. Now, money money that comes off that now. And and, and here's the thing. You don't go out and borrow money to get these homes. You're going to have to build these. Because what she did with her RV, was she she paid for it cash. She had no debt. So she got that part of the the four-house strategy right. All right. So just add on those three more houses. This is something everybody, I mean everybody can do and should do. And on top of that, okay, you might be able to help other people with these this four house strategy. Now the first house that you 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 build you can either you, you know let's say that's your primary residence. Uh it can be any size you want. The other three houses in the four-house strategy, I suggest be tiny houses. There's a big demand for affordable housing, particularly tiny houses, which realistically, even if you have a mansion, or had the money of a Donald Trump or Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth's her income is like $18 billion a year. We only live in basically two rooms. You might have a house fully furnished. That might be 10 or 12 rooms fully furnished, but you don't live in those rooms. And you got a dust and you got a maintenance and all this other stuff. So, but anyway, so out of the four-house strategy, you live in one house, whatever size what you want, but the other three I suggest, strongly suggest that these be three tiny to small houses. I, I suggest no the largest house might be and this this is a tiny house, five hundred square feet. That's it. So you have two of the houses. Actually like I say, three of those two of the houses should be rented out at all times. All right. The four house solution that will prevent homelessness. Like I say, if something happens with your primary residence, then you got a fallback house and you got two other houses producing passive income, so you're not going to miss a beat when it comes to income. And we'll be teaching, helping people and teaching people how to do this. Um, matter of fact, we already got a head start on it because we bought like over 71 acres of land this year. So essentially that's that's what we'll be doing. So we're not going to – we'll have one class that will be teaching people how to build, I mean, a house without bank financing. And then for the other people because, you know – do some estate planning prevention. What if something happens to that first house? Just like my friend. She paid cash for that RV. It had a fire. Now she has, she's in a house due to some social capital, but it's not her house. And she's not happy there for various reasons. But if she had three more houses, particularly one that just stayed empty, you go live, spend a little time over there, maybe a weekend or two, you know, um, extended weekend house that you don't rent out, and then you have those other two backup houses, which which I suggest be tiny and or small houses. Then you got your income, and, you, you know, you're not you won't be homeless or nothing like that. All right, so um, we'll be uh, rolling out this along with our uh, house building class as well. If you have any questions on that or comment, um, just press 1 if uh, you're in our live stream studio, 619 That's 619 768 but anyway, that's what... I was inspired by, uh, like I said, a friend of mine who listened to about five minutes of this podcast yesterday when we were talking about Colin Kaepernick, who was rich, but um, and you know what? Even if you are rich, still, typically a lot of wealthy people have a second home. I'm talking about everybody, every last single person, you need a minimum of four Homes or four properties, you live in one, keep another one just in case you don't rent that out, and other two two or more produce income. Produce income. You can live off the of income. You can pay off debt. If somebody else gets in the jam, you got income to help them out. Four. Nothing less than four. All right, let's go to our phone lines. Area code 773. Good morning, Brother L.A. How you doing? Good morning, Pleasant Stephens. It's been a long time, but thank yeah. you for calling in. And you sound good and sound strong. Well, it's, it's been a long haul, but I'm back.
3: I, I got an overhaul job. I got a, you know, I had open-heart surgery, so I'm doing pretty good. Doctor said yesterday, now, yeah, yeah was but... At, uh,
2: you had a heart attack within the last year, right?
3: Yeah, I had two heart attacks.
2: Two heart attacks? And then you had open heart surgery with uh the within the last month I believe. So yeah. yeah. How what's your age now, Pleasant? Huh? What's your age now?
3: I'm seventy I'm seventy uh
2: years old okay well you you're you're stronger than the ever uh, ever ready buddy so good thanks <laughs> for calling in now tell me what what do you think about the four house um strategy?
3: I think it's a good idea because if you if you were looking you were talking about rich people a few moments ago they they have a estate planning, but their estate planning starts early. With their family. Their yeah. planning, they don't start from scratch. They start up the ladder, not down on the ladder. And <clears throat> you know, I'm glad why we... we
2: said that because not only my friend, but several people probably all have met people that they're always starting over. With the Four House strategy, you don't have to start over. No. No, see,
3: you know the reason. One of the reasons why we created this organization. Can you imagine? Every child that's born into a family that has never started a plan for them. Every dollar that they make, the very they would bank ten cents out of a dollar for the rest of their lives, whether they needed it or not. That would prevent any of their children ever having to start over. Now, right. how do you do that? You do that with a vested interest. So 10% out of a dollar or 20% of whatever you can afford to put into your own financial interests. And I've said, I've said so many times that without a vested interest, you have no voice in this political system. None, because you don't have any wealth, you don't have any house, you don't have any land, you don't have anything to start with in the first place. We talk about education. Education is one of the best things that a person can have, but without having money with an education, you're not going to be worth a dime in the first place, because your education teaches you how to spend every dime you make. This system is set up to revolve money around people that have a vested interest in the capitalistic system. The capitalistic system will keep you broke unless you know how to plan with your percentage that you can afford to have those homes that you're talking about and have the land to raise the food that you're talking about. In America, we we don't have, to my knowledge, we don't have a ground field of groceries that we can harvest to take to market to feed ourselves if other people decide to stop supplying the grocery stores with the food. But we can build churches and we can build everything else, but we don't have the knowledge enough to do what a squirrel does. My my wife and I were sitting looking at some squirrels the other day when I was in the hospital, how they was preparing for this winter here in Chicago, how they was getting their food together so that they could survive the winter. Homeless people that that we are talking about have the knowledge to actually prepare to plan for four months ahead because we're in Chicago. Last somewhere around four months. It, it's uh, it's December, November, October, October, December, November. And and that way they can uh, they can uh, do what you're talking about. That's the houses that you're talking about that they are building for the next for the for the next fall. Let's talk about a little bit about the hurricanes that just happened. The first time in my life that I've ever seen three hurricanes in the same ocean at the same time. Those disasters causes us to lose our homes, our food. Everything that we've been living on and banking on is gone. What about those people now that have not saved up not one dime of the money that they made and spent everything in a capitalistic system? They have no vested interest in the financial institution. They have no vested interest in food, jobs, Whatever it takes to evolve And make
2: them Self-sufficient oh, pleasant, hope. And pleasant, hold that thought Because we're, we're limited on time And we got to get a homeless advocate in here Hold on Pleasant uh, Let's go All to right. area code 314 Your mic is open
0: Hey V, it's Tina Crawford How you doing Tina? I'm good um, I'm Tina Crawford, a homeless advocate And activist I want you to. I'm going to t- make this really fast and short. First, to the, the the guy Pleasant who's speaking. The homeless really do most of them plan for the for the upcoming winter. I mean, they have to. Otherwise, they will die. So, and our winter is pretty bad here too in St. Louis. But we are a group on Facebook called Helping Our O U R Homeless. There's other groups that have that name, but we're the one with the largest members, 4,100. Go on that page and look at a petition that is for Fresno's 2,200 never been sheltered homeless. You, you'll see a picture of a waste management guys uh, with the garbage truck thrown in uh, grocery cart, grocery carts filled with uh, the homeless, the 2,200 homeless people that have never been sheltered ever in Fresno. Fresno is the fifth largest city. They only have two homeless shelters that house 1,100 homeless. And we don't believe that shelters are the answer to eradicating homelessness. It's outreach programs, job training, drug rehab, all that stuff, where Continuum of Care is supposed to come in and help. Where, Where are they? Where are they? They're funded by HUD. They get millions of dollars, and where the hell are they out there? They went through the city and passed an ordinance in the council member meeting, seven of them, to making basically unhealthy and hazardous camping act, which means a camping ban. No tents can be pitched. In an urban area, well, it's spilling out everywhere from the woods, all over. All you see is homeless people everywhere in breezeways, all over the sidewalks, rolled up in tarps, makeshift tents, tents, cooking equipment. I mean, you can't even walk. So I understand why Mayor, the newly elected Mayor Lee Brand, doesn't like his city looking sloppy. But you don't go and pass a damn ordinance that says every your tents and your makeshift or in your makeshift tents are going to be disposed of without making provisions for 2200 homeless so not only did they not wait to the second vote and to a past and wait to was supposed to be implemented on september 29th at 1201 a.m saturday morning they started on august 18th 2017 friday morning after the thursday night first vote they went in and they didn't just take tents and, and makeshift uh tents and tarps they took bulldozers and earth movers and went through the city and just plowed through everything. You'll see live shots on my page. Uh, I'm on the radio. Uh, I, on my page, and those are actual live shots taken from the city streets of Fresno. 2,200 never been sheltered homeless. Mayor Lee Brand's own daughter, two and a half years homeless, on the streets shooting dope. She made this a public interview on YouTube. I'm not going to say her name. She's changed her life around. She's clean and sober like me. I have almost two decades. She, by the grace of God, she is a homeless advocate. I need you to jump on helping our homeless. See that petition. Click on that picture, it'll bring you right to the petition. It takes you less than six seconds, and my computer's slow. That includes clicking on the petition, putting your name in, and if you want to leave a little message of why you feel that this is inhumane. What Mayor Lee Brand is doing is disgusting. So basically they also have in this ordinance, not only you can't pitch tents, and then they swept the entire city of every meager possession that the homeless had, medications, uniforms, working uniforms, some of them work, clothes, uh, water, food, any kind of anything they had that was with them. It was not just a tent uh, camping ban. That's bullshit. They took everything, and it looked like a war zone with these huge earth movers. And the homeless standing aside, be beca- crying, hugging each other. That's because in the middle of the ordinance, President Steve Brandow of the City Council members in the second district decided to put in the middle of the ordinance a misbehaving clause. Well, what does that mean? That's very general. Well, what it means is it's It's open-ended. It means if the homeless, those 2,200 homeless who's never been sheltered, who Mayor Lee Brand said, F you, we don't care. He is quoted as saying, as long as I'm in office, we will never give in to our homeless. That's really nice considering his own daughter was on the streets a drug addict. I mean, come on. Where's this man's compassion? How would you like it if someone came in your house because you were a month or two late on your mortgage and the city came in and just tossed you out with no purse, no wallet, no nothing, only the clothes on your back and you were not allowed back in? What would you do? Do you think that's fair? No, this is a, these are constitutional violations. of the. Uh, uh, of the these are 4th, 8th, and the 14th Amendment uh, violations of the uh, U.S. Constitution, the Supreme Law of Land. Do you think they care? No. So... They are watching their entire city being swept of everything they own, and now they just put right, out a little Tina, article.
2: Tina, we're running away out of time. So if people want to uh, sign your petition. Where should they go? Go to Helping
0: Our Homeless. That's 4,100 members. You'll see the picture of me holding a sign that says, We Stand with Team Fresno next to my car that was crashed totaled Saturday after serving the homeless. But you'll see that get on there. You'll see the petition. Click on the picture of the garbage truck and and the employees throwing the, stroller, the shopping carts in, and sign it. We're only 105 signatures away from 2,100, and that is the exact number of people on the street. And then we are, we've are we made an uh, appointment with Mayor Lee Brand, and we're hand-delivering and handing over the petition to him personally in Fresno, California. So I just need okay. you guys' help. That's all I'm asking. All right. Thanks
2: a okay. lot, Tina, and thank you, Pleasant, for calling in. Pleasant, I'll give you a call soon. Uh, on that note, we're going to pick back up on the how, four hours strategy tomorrow.